isn't it? Check, check. Yeah. Richard Scarry's funniest storybook ever. All right. Absent-minded Mr. Rabbit. Mr. Rabbit walked down the street. He wasn't looking at the workmen who were making new, hot, sticky, gooey street. No, he was looking at his newspaper. He wasn't looking at his feet, which were getting hot and sticky and gooey too. No, he was looking at his newspaper. Then suddenly he stopped looking at his newspaper. He looked down at his feet instead. And do you know what he saw? He saw that he was stuck in that hot, sticky, gooey street. The workman got a long pull and tried to poke him out. Poke, poke, poke. It didn't work. A truck tried to pull him out with a rope. No good. He was stuck all right. They tried to blow him out with a huge fan. Can you guys make a fan noise? The fan blew off his hat and coat, but Mr. Rabbit remained stuck. Some firemen tried to squirt him out. They squirted water at his shirt and necktie, but Mr. Rabbit remained stuck. Really stuck. Can you guys make a squirting noise like the hose? Well, now he can't stay forever. Somebody has to think of a way to get him out. Aha, here comes a power shovel. Let's see what it will try to do. Well, the power shovels reached down and scooped up Mr. Rabbit. It dropped him gently to dry ground. He would certainly have to wash his feet when he gets home, but at least he was no longer stuck. He put on his clothes and thanked everyone as he was leaving. He promised that after this, he would always look where he was going. But a little later, while he was reading his newspaper again, he had forgotten his promise. And naturally, he wasn't watching where he was going. Oh, he's going to fall off the dock into the water. Oh, don't look. They're trying to catch him with a crane and a, and a little hook. They say, watch out, Mr. Rabbit. Sergeant Murphy and the banana thief. Do you know what a thief is? Mm -hmm. What's a thief? I know. Someone who steals things. Oh no, so he stole those bananas. Looks like from the grocery store. He didn't pay money for them, he just stole them. Sergeant Murphy and the Banana Thief. Sergeant Murphy was busy putting parking tickets on cars when suddenly, who should come running out of the market but Bananas Gorilla? He had stolen a bunch of bananas and was trying to escape. Murphy, look, he is stealing your motorcycle too. Oh, he stole the police's motorcycle. Sergeant Murphy was furious. Huckle and Lowly Worm were watching. Huckle said, you may borrow my tricycle to chase after him if you want to. Away they went, chasing after the naughty thief. Come back here. They raced through the crowded streets. Don't you ever ride in the tricycle in the street? They could get hit. They crossed a drawbridge just as it was opening to let a boat go through. <laughs> wow, we got some air. That's cool. It's like a jump. 
Bananas stopped suddenly and went into a restaurant. Murphy said to Louie, who was the owner, I'm looking for a thief. Together they searched the whole restaurant, but they couldn't find bananas anywhere. Louie said, Sit down and relax, Murphy. I will bring you and your friends something delicious to eat. Somebody had better pick up those banana peels before someone slips on one, don't you think so? He is. Why are there banana peels everywhere? Because Bananas Gorilla is in there somewhere. I wonder where he is. Louie brought them a bowl of banana soup. Loli said, I'll, I'll bet Bananas Gorilla would like to be here right now. Huckle, we mustn't forget to wash our hands before eating, said Sergeant Murphy. So they walked back to the washroom. Loli went along too. You know, that's what you can call a bathroom is a washroom. Place where people wash. Mm-hmm. When they came back, they discovered that their table had disappeared. Where'd their table go? Indeed, it was slowly creeping away. <clears throat> there it is, creeping away. When it slipped on a banana peel, and guess who was hiding underneath the whole time? Who was hiding underneath? It was banana. Bananas Gorilla. Sergeant Murphy, we are very proud of you. Bananas must be punished. Someday he has to learn that it is naughty to steal things that belong to others. Speedboat Spike. Speedboat Spike liked to take his little boat swiftly out for a ride in his speedboat. Oh, and his little boy, Swifty, out for a ride on his speedboat. Oh my, didn't Spike think he was smart? Once he rammed into a sailboat. <laughs> he's just smiling the whole time. Not even looking where he's going. Say, what are you? won't you look where you're going? Another time he bumped into a barge and knocked a lady lady's laundry overboard. Swifty, why don't you tell your father to stop being such a dangerous driver? Swifty's not paying any attention either. You better look around and be more aware, huh? More cautious and careful. Speedboat Spike just wouldn't slow down, and he wouldn't stop bumping into things. But that was before Officer Barnacle caught him and made him stop. Officer Barnacle ordered Speedboat Spike to keep his speedboat in a wading pool up on land. Now Spike can go as fast as he likes, but he won't be able to bump into anyone. <laughs> they put him in a little pool. But who is this that I see in the tiny little speedboat? Why, it's his little boy, Swifty. Oh dear, I think we're going to need another wading pool. Go get him, Officer Barnacle. Ma Pig's new car. Pa Pig brought a new car to give to Ma Pig on her birthday. She will certainly be surprised when she sees her new car, won't she? On the way home, Pa stopped at a drugstore. When, when he came out, he got into a Jeep by mistake. A green Jeep. You should be wearing glasses, Pa Pig. Harry and Sally thought that Pa had swapped cars with a soldier. Stop, thief! Then he went to the supermarket. When he came out, he got into a police car. You made a good swap, Daddy, said Harry, but Pa wasn't listening, and he didn't seem to be thinking very well either. Don't you agree? Next, he drove to a fruit stand to buy some apples. When he left, he took Farmer Fox's tractor. My, but Pa is absent. My, but Pa is absent-minded, isn't he? Ma will certainly like her new tractor, said Sally to Harry. 
His two kids are silly. They stopped to watch a fire. When the fire was out, they left it in the fire engine. How can anyone make those so many mistakes? They stole a fire engine on accident. <laughs> then they stopped to watch some workers who were digging a big hole in the ground. No, Pa did not get into that dump truck, but by mistake he got into... Hey, Joe, you forgot to turn off the motor. <gasps> Roger Rhino's power shovel. Ma Pig was certainly surprised to see her new car, but Pa, do you not? Do you know how to stop it? Yes, he did. Oh, oh, here comes Roger now. He has found Ma Pig's new car and is bringing it to her. It looks as though he is very angry with that someone who took his power shovel. Oh, that's the first car that they got. They were trying to bring her a new car. It was a red car, but they took a bunch of other cars instead. Roger, please be careful. You are squeezing Ma's little car just a little bit too tightly. Well, let's all hope that Pa Pig will never again make that many mistakes in one day. Do you want to drive that power shovel around? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Those pigs just zone out. They don't even look around what they're doing. Mr. Fix-It. Mr. Fix-It can fix anything. At least that's what he once told me. He fixed the wheel on Philip's wagon. He fixed Mrs. Pussycat's automobile. He fixed Sam's boat so that it wouldn't ever leak again. My, that was a leaky boat. He fixed the flat tire on the school bus. Don't you think that you should stop now, Mr. Fix-It? <laughs> he blew up the tire too big. He also fixed a broken street lamp. What's the matter with Dr. Bones? Can't he see where he's going? Dada! Mary's talking doll couldn't say mama anymore. Mr. Fix-It fixed it. Now it says dada. He fixed the mother's mother cat's vacuum cleaner, but he made a little mistake. <laughs> it won't vacuum on the floor anymore, only the ceiling. Mr. Fix-It told her that she was lucky to be the only one with a vacuum cleaner like that. He fixed Loli Worm's shoe. You are a genius, said Loli. I'll bet that there isn't anything that you can't fix. You are right, Loli, said Mr. Fix-It. I can fix anything. Then Mr. Fix-It went home for supper. What's supper mean? Um, dinner. Dinner, yeah. After his wife kissed him, mwah. She said, will you please give little Fix-It his bottle while I am fixing supper? Mr. Fix-It filled the baby bottle with milk, but he didn't know how to fix the nipple on top. He tried and tried, but he couldn't get it on. What a mess he was making. Little Fix-It said, Daddy, let me try. It can't be done, said Mr. Fix-It, but he let little Fix-It try anyhow, and little Fix-It fixed it on the very first try. Why, that's amazing, said Mr. Fix-It. Show me how to do it. Now just be patient, Mr. Fix-It. Let him finish his bottle first, and then he will show you how. Turn the page. Three sitters. Mother Bear saw Wolfgang, Benny, and Harry walking by. She ran out and said, My house is a mess. I've got to clean it from top to bottom. Will you please babysit with Robert while I go shopping for some soap? Wolfgang, Benny, and Harry all agreed to stay and play with Robert while Mother Bear was shopping. After a while, they got tired of playing. I have a good idea, said Harry. Let's make some fudge. I don't think Mother Bear would approve of that, do you? 
When they had finished mixing everything together, they poured it into a pan. Do you suppose they really know how to make fudge? Then they all sat down at the kitchen table to wait for the fudge to cook. Gurgle, burble, burble, bubble. Something seems to be bubbling over. Pop! The oven door burst open. The fudge had exploded. Run! Run for your lives! Lowly ran to the telephone. Help! he cried. The fudge is rising! Our house is sinking in fudge! Look out, everyone! Here comes the firemen now! My, they are quick! But Lowly, wait! Don't turn on the water hydrant until the firemen attach the big hose to it. Soon every bit of fudge had been washed out of the house, along with a few other things. All their clothes and their chairs and their teapot, everything came out. But look, who is that coming? Why, it's Mother Bear. Hurry up, fellows, straighten the house before she gets home. Put everything back in place and hurry up, they did. I have never seen my house looking so spick and span, said Mother Bear. I think she should have a party. Who would like to make some fudge? Lily spoke right up. I think it would be better if you made it, Mother Bear. And so she did, and everyone ate the best fudge in the cleanest, spickest, spanish house ever. That one's like Curious George, how Curious George does something pretty bad and then it ends up really good. Okay, last one. Tanglefoot. Tanglefoot was going to the supermarket to buy a can of soup for his mother. She told him to be careful not to trip or fall. I never trip or fall, said Tanglefoot. He tripped and fell out the front door. Two, he tumbled over a baby carriage. Three, he then fell into the supermarket. Four, he bumped into the grocer. Five, he knocked over the butcher. Six, he tripped and cans of soup went flying all over. Seven, oof, Big Hilda was in his way. I must stop tripping and falling, he said to himself. Eight, but then he fell over the checkout counter. Nine, he walked home without tripping once. Very good, Tanglefoot. He even helped his mother make a big bowl of soup for supper. But, that, but when she poured it into a big bowl, he fell into the bowl of soup. <coughs> Tanglefoot said, I don't think I can trip and fall once more today. Ten, but then he did. Oh, he fell into the into his bed. Good night, Tanglefoot. Sleep tight. Until next time, that is Richard Scarry's funniest storybook ever. The bread. The bread one?